Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. First question to our guest today, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. So I'm Raphael Hausman. I'm the CTO at Overpass, and I live at the intersection of technology, business, and strategy. So what I do on a day-to-day basis is ensure that we use technology the right way. Oh, that sounds great. Well, question number two, what's the best thing about working with a team? Working with a team, it's all about the synergy you get where the whole is greater than simply the sum of the individuals. And my, my role as a leader um, working with a team is to empower the team. And therefore, when I'm in the setting of a team, I'm not a leader, rather I'm a facilitator. So when you have that synergy in your team, your team becomes unstoppable. And that's really what every leader has to um, strive towards. And one way to really build that is to create a very clear picture of what your vision is, what are your goals, what are the values that you will go for, and combine it together with a positive environment where people respect each other, where people can feel safe to bring their skills to the table and know that their skills will be respected. It's like, it's almost like sitting by the dinner table, right? If you're sitting like all like next to each other and there's no space for each other, as you try to pick up your fork, you're gonna bump into each other. If there's space, then you know, you can have a pleasant and enjoyable meal. That's a great analogy. And you, you crammed a lot of really good information in such a short time. Those are great comments, really like those. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell us your thoughts. Often it all starts with you. Um, So when it comes to team member engagement, there's obviously tons of different factors. Some of these factors are out of your control. So you're not gonna be able to control everything in your team member's life. So let's focus on two areas where you could control it and where you could um, create the right environment to ensure that people are gonna feel self-motivated and self-engaged. And if you do this right, even if you have a team that starts out that people are not motivated, you can turn it around very swiftly by doing this. And those two items are trust and growth. So trust is the first. You can't do anything without a trust. Um, Without trust, people are just executing for you. Um, You know, you have to watch over them. You have to make sure that they're doing the right things. You have to really actively keep them engaged. And... Sometimes that's with money, sometimes it's with other kind of rewards, but there has to be something in there to engage them. And the moment that engagement is gone, that active engagement is gone, they're gone. They're done doing it. And in order to really get to the next level, you have to build trust. You have to trust them and they have to trust you. So the first thing is, is that if you want someone to do something on their own and be self-engaged, they have to have ownership. And the only way for them to have ownership is if there's trust first. They have to grow attachment and care, and that's when they will be self-motivated to do things on their own and to stay engaged on their own volition. But that's not enough because people are not like a rock. A rock is stagnant. A rock can stay in the same place for years, uh, decades, whatever, however long you want. The, the rock is going to be happy in its own in its place. A person by nature needs to move. A person is either going to grow or stay stagnant and go backwards. So you have to give people space to grow. And that could be in many different directions. It doesn't have to be that there's always another position for them, but there has to be some kind of growth in which the person feels satisfaction in what they're doing. They have to be able to grow both in their um, belief in themselves and their 
um, trust in themselves that they have what it takes to be accomplished. And when you have a environment in which people are potentially self-improving, um, what you're getting is that people are always looking for doing things better. And that by itself keeps people engaged. So at that point, it's not anymore about you keeping them engaged, it's creating an environment in which people um, can be engaged and invested. And that is crucial to the longevity of any organization. Mm. Boy, those are great comments about uh, trust and growth. Really like those comments. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? So there's two other things that really go well together in being a leader and creating a team, really cultivating a team that's successful. And these items go together. And that you have to listen and you have to commit to your team. So listening doesn't just mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm, listening to what you're saying, but actually really hearing them out. What are they truly saying? What are they trying to tell you? Sometimes they won't say it in words. Sometimes it will be body language. Sometimes it will be um, emotions they show. Sometimes it will be things that they don't tell you. But if you truly listen to what they're saying, you're creating a place in which, um, you know, if we go back to the trust, in which people feel that you trust them to give their opinions. That it also means that as a leader, you've got to sometimes stand down your opinion. And as a leader, often we are very opinionated because opinionated people tend to become leaders just because they put themselves at the forefront. But if you're a good leader, you also know when to stand down and ask questions, not just asking questions to get answers, but ask questions out of curiosity and really truly try, trying to understand what they're getting at. And paired with that, we spoke a little bit about the body language. You can't forget your own body language. If you're listening to someone and you make an expression, you know, and like, you know, the person is giving you an idea and you give like, you know, like an expression of like, I don't like it. They're going to see that. They're going to feel that. And it's, it's going to um, appear in your voice. It's going to appear in your face. And that's going to really erode that kind of trust. So body language is extremely important to keep that. But at the same time, once information has been shared, there's a lot of things you can do to really show the person that you have been listening. You can validate it. Um, you can summarize it and verifying that your understanding of it is really the right understanding by repeating it back to them. And that doesn't mean that you have to agree to what they're saying. Now, you can disagree with them. But the moment that you validated what they said and that you verified that you understood correctly what they were trying to say, at that point, you're already past the point of it makes a difference if you agree or not, because they know that you heard them out. And on top of that, there's this approach of yes and, right? So instead of just like cracking down a bad idea, there's this yes and game in which you can um, explore an idea and take even an idea that's often like, you know, not necessarily a good idea and turn it into a good idea. So you might not think there's a great idea, but often that could be the starting point of something that is a good idea. And when you do that with people, people will see that you take everything they say seriously, even if the outcome is not what they had intended. And that, 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 that means that you're really listening. Now we have a very short time, so I don't want to talk too much about this, but what I would suggest people that are interested in listening correctly, Google the term active listening. Um, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of very successful speakers that are talking about this. And I would advise you to really look into that. But then we also have commitment, commitment to the team. If you're committed to your team, your team is going to be committed to you. So what does it mean to be committed to the team? It means that your team can rely on you, that when you're with them, you're really there for them. 
and that you bring the best of yourself. And that also means that when you say you're going to do something, that you're going to do it. You're committed to being a better person. That means also in your personal life, because businesses and personal life are often very reflected. And when you become a better person, when you're always working on being a better person, people are going to notice that in the workplace and people are going to feel it also to them. So if you're really, truly committed to people, you're always going to strive to become a better person. And if you're curious to explore true committed leadership, um, the terminology to really research is servant leader. And that's a um, very good approach to you know, working with people and showing your commitment. And when you listen to your team and you're committed to them, you will earn their trust. Great comments, and I completely agree. And I, and I love the, the comment about the, the servant leadership model and, and approach. I completely agree that that is a very strong way to lead. So great comments, thank you. But question number five, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? All right, so I work together with Jan and Bandit. He is a accomplished leader. Um, he's the CPO of our company. And working together with him has been a very good example of how you can have teamwork at every level. Um, you know, he is someone that's always looking for people to better themselves. And I definitely take a lot of enjoyment of uh, bettering myself. So it's for me really beneficial to work with him together. And I'll definitely give him a shout out. That's great. Thank you for recognizing him. Uh, last question. Tell us about your first job. Okay, my first job. I started as a kid. I started very early on with computers. And my first job was to fix people's computers in the community. And looking back, it must have been funny to see this little 12-year-old boy going to people's houses and fix the computers for them. Um, actually, my first payment was five guildens, which is the currency at the time, in a bar of chocolate. And that's how I all started. <laughs> There you go. Hey, I like Good that kind of compensation. <laughs> yeah. That is great. Raphael, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? In fact, I think you've got a slide you wanted to put up. Is that right? Absolutely. So this is my slide. This is how people can contact me. So contact me by email. Um, I'm available on Slack, LinkedIn, or you can just reach out to me through Calendly to set up a time to talk with me. I'm always um, more than happy to help people with their own leadership questions and to help people succeed. Fantastic. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can find us on LinkedIn by searching Blue Sky Business Consulting. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day. Have a great day.